0: Good morning, Ranger Faithful. This is your Rangers Roundup, brought to you by the fine guys over at True Blue. I'm a ranger. Make sure you give them a like over on Facebook for all your ranger-related news and updates. Currently on the mic is one half of this fine team, Jay Claracuzio. Not necessarily the better half, just your regular standard half. And with me, as always, is my main man, my master of technology, and much smoother speaking co-host, Dave Blaha. Dave, how are you feeling today? Are you excited? Is there big news? Please stop holding back and tell the listeners what we have got on the agenda for today.
1: AJ, doing great today. Looking forward to uh, heading out to the game ourselves here. Jay and yes, I are, we are going to be uh, heading into the city this afternoon right after we wrap up recording this to watch the Rangers take on the Devils. And um, i got to be honest with you, Jay, this is probably a really bad game for you to go this, watch.
0: This is not a good game for us. Um, yeah. Uh, this
1: is this is a very important game. In fact, I can't remember <laughs> the last time that, that a Rangers Devils game in particular meant, meant so much this yeah. season. Um, and for our listeners out there who don't have any idea what we're talking about right now, um, the Rangers just, they, they, they play terribly when Jay goes to watch them. Uh, Jay, God, Jay is sorry. a Ranger curse. Um, so are, if, if they lose today, I, I apologize in advance. Um, Jay, I mean, I apologize going to I think I'll Jay.
0: ban myself from games <laughs> next season if that's the case, because it, it's it's getting out of control. <laughs> well, we'll see. Or, we'll earlier see. this season, when uh, I'm pretty sure it was uh, late October, maybe early November, uh, Rangers Buffalo at home. Rangers got beat six to two, I think it was maybe six three. Yeah, your boy was in attendance.
1: So. Uh, well, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Today we've got uh, we got a good show coming up. We're going to introduce uh, what I hope is going to become our new regular segment, at least during the regular season, which is uh, what I'm going to call "What Did We See?" Right, where we're going to recap the last week's worth of games here, and uh, we're going to talk about some of those things that that we noticed that you know might not show up on that. On that stat sheet, that scorecard. There's a lot. There, there is. We're going to go into uh, our armchair GM segments here, where we're going to take a, a deep look at, at Mika Zibanejad, uh, and then we're going to segment that, uh, segue that directly into talking about the rest of the Rangers' centers, namely Ryan Strome. What to do about his impending uh, RFA? with arbitration rights so that that could get interesting over the summer we're going to take a look at what that center market both free agent and trade is going to look like behind that and uh, then we're going to we're going to wrap up with some uh, interesting thoughts here and then we're going to look towards the next week's worth of games uh, as we start to charge down the end stretch for the season here
0: we got a lot of important games coming up not just not just us but this this whole metro is shaping up to be quite interesting it's gonna be a tight race. It is.
1: All right, Jay. So let's jump into some of the latest news here before we uh, really get going. You know, first first off here, I I saw that the Rangers official Twitter account did not wish Henrik Lundqvist. They the happy did birthday. what? I, yeah, I know. I know, man. They they do it every year. They do it for all the players and um and they what did it,
0: for Trouba a couple days before, I believe uh, as that's, well.
1: That's brutal. What is going? I'm I'm trying. So I'm trying really hard not to read into that too much, but. What's going on there,
0: man? Uh, well, the blue checkmark army was out in full force uh, <laughs> regarding this. They were having a conniption over <laughs> Hank not being wished a happy birthday. How dare the gall of the Rangers Twitter to not wish Hank a happy birthday? The guy—I mean, the guy's got to be devastated. Uh, you, you know, it's—it's it's not about hurting
1: anyone's feelings, right? But <laughs> but it's about this, this general feel of he's—he's he's not playing. He's—he's. He's Barely staying out of the press box. And they don't wish him a happy birthday. Like, does what, what are, what are the world, they getting at? It seems you know? a little cold, yeah. We'll see. But um, in, in uh, happier news, Igor has been back in practice this week. He has no limitations. He's been taking shots. He's officially day-to-day. But um, I, I have been reading a little bit... Uh, about how he might be starting tonight, tonight against the
0: Devils. So would be a first time for us. It would be. I, have, like, I, I haven't be, seen. I, I haven't I seen re- have play either. Actually, I, 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 I would really <laughs> hope he, Igor does play. Something that I I keep seeing uh, people mention is they say, "Man, they re- they really rushed him back from this broken rib. It was a non-displaced rib fracture, which basically just means it was a a crack. It wasn't broken in half." It didn't require anything. It was just a, just like a, you know, like a, like a hairline fracture. It's not, and when it comes to ribs, it's all about pain tolerance. There's nothing you can do to treat it. Yeah. So yeah, if, if you know if, if if this little crack happened to be in the back somewhere where he's definitely not going to be taking any pucks and he can move around and the pain's nothing for him, then it. it if, if he says he can go, it's up to him. I mean, so that's, yeah, that's so good. We'll I'd see. love to see him. But he's, uh, he's, he's a little bit ahead of that original timetable, which yeah, is, yeah, which is great bit. to see
1: out of a young guy. Um, you know, there were actually uh, the GM's meeting happened last week, yep. and they, they were talking about some pretty interesting stuff. They they're talking about changes to the offside rule, right? Yeah. How you have to drag your foot, right? And if your foot right. is in the air today... Uh, that's going to be offside. Offsides. They're, they're yep. talking about using more of like an NFL touchdown style rule. I like where, that. Where you're going to consider the blue line a plane, and all you have to do is have one foot on the right side of the plane, right? So your foot, back foot can be in the
0: air. Right. You're still going to be considered onside. You're, I, you're, you're I, good with that? Yeah, I, I am good with that. I, I I like anything that promotes the flow of play. I don't want whistles, yeah. Dave. <laughs> when they got rid of two, the two-line pass, I was ecstatic. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that inhibits play, I don't like. Anything that is gonna increase play and increase le- or promote less whistles, yeah, all for it. So, fair for That goes through. I, I wonder, and and I kind of hope it does,
1: but I wonder if that's gonna change the way that. We're able to review those plays as well because, frankly, one of the things that that I kind of drives me crazy that I thought I was actually going to like, but it's it's been driving me nuts is the offside review to challenge a goal, right? How much time can go by, all right? right? You Before it be, becomes be irrelevant, five minutes.
0: You're right, right? And, I, and all of a sudden I we're going agree back, more. we're rewinding the clock. I it's you know, so I we'll agree.
1: we'll see how they play that. I could that.
0: not agree more with that. Uh,
1: you know, big big news out of the league again here. Actually, Bill Daly, uh, the deputy. Uh, commissioner came out and talked about the salary cap expectations for next year and now everyone was saying you know it's it's 81 and a half this year right everyone was saying it maybe 82 and a half 83 daily came out and said 84 to 88 for next year that's man that's that, I see the way you're looking at me right now yeah, that's that's
0: it's, huge it's think
1: it, about all the uh, all the it's always impending going free up, the imp- yeah but,
0: but it, it doesn't it doesn't that, take a seven million yeah, jump. Yeah, that, that's that right? Six a and jump. a half. Yeah, that's that's more than typical inflation. And for and, sure. and
1: with all the Rangers' I'm, uh, I'm FAs, RFA's coming up, you know they're um, they're going to need that cap they space. They to need it, <laughs> especially if they're going to make a play for for another big uh, player here coming Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Um, give you guys a quick update on Chris Kreider as well. Uh, Gordon keeps calling it a foot. Other media outlets, uh, ESPN and and the NHL Network, actually, were calling it a broken ankle. Uh, Either way, we're talking about four to six weeks. Looks like Ryder's season is over. Uh, the team has actually been pretty tight-lipped about it, which who knew? Hockey teams are going to be tight-lipped about injuries, but um, it looks like we're not going to see
0: Kreider for I've the rest of the season. I've never heard that in my life, Dave. <laughs> uh, hockey it, teams tight-lipped about injuries. It's, yeah. it's funny. Get out of here. The,
1: the two sports that I follow closely, <laughs> hockey and football, right, are, are polar opposites in that regard. and right. uh, Some some of the ambiguity around NHL players yeah. uh, and their injuries drives me nuts. <laughs> and finally, Jay, this uh, <laughs> you know this isn't really even a bit of news, but uh, something that. It kind of irritates me. Is, is Eddie Olchek seems to have this this inability to pronounce Mika Zibanejad's Z- name properly.
0: Z- Zibanejad?
1: <laughs> yes, that that is kind of what he says. Z- yeah.
0: Zibanejad. Z- it's
1: it's Z I B A Z I B A N E J A D, not I mean, Zibanejad. I'm seeing Zibanejad, not Zibanejad, not Zibanejad. That's I, all. <laughs> I,
0: I. Oh, Eddie.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, I, I love the man, but yeah. uh, he he gets the, he gets those names pretty wrong sometimes. Yeah, he does. <laughs> all right, Jay. I guess it is time for us to jump into our very first section of what did you see here? This is uh, going to be a fun one. Again, guys, we're going to be talking about all those things that you know Jay and I noticed watching these games this past week here, but. You know, aren't necessarily going to show up on that stat sheet, on that score sheet. I mean, obviously, uh, some of them will be reflected, but it's it's really the play behind those stats that I'm interested in Jay is interested in taking a look at here in this section. You know, the first thing we're going to talk about, uh, Mika Zapanijad's play, man. Um, I, I don't know if you guys caught it, but he scored five goals last he night. He scored five? He scored five goals. That would be one, two, three, four,
0: five.
1: Yeah. Five goals. I mean, but but the thing that's really stood out to me about Sabanajet, frankly, this last week has been his two way play. I he's, love that. You know, we're and we're we're going to talk about this later on, of yeah, course. But are. he's he's been a, a force in all three zones. Uh, he's he's had a magic touch. I mean, every time every time the puck lands on his stick, I expect it to find its way to the back of the net. Like like that breakaway, that fifth goal of his oh, when when God. he when he caught that pass, I was like, it's over. Great. I was celebrating
0: when he was barely it over was, the blue line. Oh. Uh, you just, I, you know, you and I both played hockey competitively growing up. There's, it, with me, I hate lazy centers. Mm. I just, I it, it's like a, it's like a thorn in my side. I just can't get rid of it. It, it feels disingenuous to me for a center <laughs> to be lazy because they, they are they, by, by design like a third defenseman exactly. or a third forward. That's exactly. what their role is. Right. So if you're not playing all. Well, if you're not a, two, a two-way center, why, you're not don't you a center. Just, why don't
1: you just play wing? Yeah, I, mean, I, hear, you. So, I hear you. I hear you. I love it. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously the other thing that I don't think anyone has missed, but still warrants talking about is Artemi Panarin has mastered the passing game.
0: Artemi Panarin? Um, listen, I got a quick break here, okay? I'm going to go out on a limb, and I need you to just bear with me for a sec. Artemi Panarin? He's pretty good at hockey. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, I, I said it. I'm, I know I'm really going out there. I'm reaching, but yeah, he's pretty, pretty, pretty good. He's pretty good at hockey. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm, I'm going to go out there as well, and
1: I, I am just going to say this. I've been thinking it for for weeks now. I think that Artemi Panarin has the highest hockey IQ in the game right now.
0: I'm not going to argue he's, it. He's I, not I the biggest guy.
1: It. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the strongest guy. He's, he's, he shoots well, but he's, you know, he's no Alex Ovechkin. No. But his, his vision, his ability to track all 10 skaters at all times, his ability to know where everyone is at all times, I mean, you, you don't have to go any further back than, than last night. Uh, did, did you notice on, on Zibanejad's overtime winner what Panarin does? He picks up the puck... He takes one quick look over his shoulder. He spots where everyone on the ice is and then he turns his back to the play. He's yeah. facing yeah. Georgiev and drew the and, defender and over draws those. the defenders yeah. into this lull and then he spins and whips this mostly no-look pass yeah. right on the tape to Sabanadze in stride behind the defenders. It was abuse. So nice. <laughs> I mean, God. and he's and he's doing that every day. The game before that, he he pulled a no-look behind the back behind the back cross ice Tape to tape past the Jesper Fast, who, of course, whiffed on it because yeah. he's not exactly an offensive dynamo. Uh, <laughs> but Panarin's doing this night in and night out. Yeah, and he, it's, he not, really,
0: it's no fluke.
1: And he, he really <laughs> quietly put up three assists last night. I'm playing like, with I, it again. I mean, in, in, in a game where Mika Zibanejad scored five goals, it's, it's easy to overlook the rest of what was going it's on. It's very Panarin, easy to overlook. Panarin but... was involved in everything and and he had the stats to show for it at the end of the day he did Uh, you know one of the things though jay that's that's been bothering me a little bit and and i guess we can talk about this you know capo caco has been he's been showing me things i i I think look i think every game what is he
0: showing you dave
1: every look every game i can think of something that he did really well couple of nights ago you know he picks up puck in the corner makes some neat stick handling he he takes a shot that got stopped, but he picks up his own rebound. He continues to drive play. He he makes a good pass that ultimately led to nothing. But it's he's shown flashes. He just he's not putting it together yet for me. Uh, this is
0: gonna. Stop. I've gotten so much blowback on this, and I I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, my maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me. It looks like he's missing a gear. Like uh, when I see him verse another player. I'm waiting. I'm like, go ahead, beat him. You got him. You got, him. and he just never takes it. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, come on, man. You're right there. Where is it? And and as someone that young, I'm a little concerned. Maybe it's just a lack of, uh, you know, maybe just a little un- uh, under conditioned coming into the season. That's possible. Yeah. But I just, oh god, it's frustrating, man. <laughs> Look, I don't, oh. I I
1: don't, I don't think he's under con- Conditioned exactly, I I don't think he's built that way. He's he's not a speedster. He's he's big. He's immensely strong. He's got excellent hands. I think his decision making needs work. I think his confidence needs work. Um, but but it's getting there. Honestly, I've I've noticed. You know, one of the things I noticed about him in the very beginning of the year was that he he didn't shoot very often. He was looking for the pass, and, and even when he had an yeah, opportunity, to shoot, to too he wasn't. But he wasn't taking the shot, and and he would pull back. He'd try to reset. He looked for the perfect opportunity. Yep. Uh, you know but but he has been taking shots you know it's not coming together for him he does need to work on his finishing but at the end of the day he's, he's 19 years old he's yeah. he's not just in his first year in the NHL he's in his first year playing North American hockey living in North America it's trying a lot. to trying to impress the Madison Square Garden, Garden. crowd i mean that's yeah. It's it's not an easy thing for a 19 year old foreigner to be doing. It's so I'm I'm willing to give him you know kind of a lot of rope on that. But uh, I, I will give
0: him but another I, six games before I am
1: completely <laughs> out ca- on I, I, I think that's a little harsh. But it, you know who has really impressed me lately has has actually been Julian Gauthier. Uh, I I think that every game that I've watched, which uh, has been all of them since Gauthier has been traded to the Rangers, he's he's done something to impress me, and he's and he's doing it. On that fourth line, you know, a couple of nights ago against the Blues, he, he had this beautiful between-the-legs dangle, uh, powered through his man, and and ripped a, a great centering pass across. You know, that's not going to show up on your, your scorecard at all because yeah. nothing happened from it, but, but he's showing his size. He's showing his speed. He's showing his hands, I mean, all at once. Last night against Washington, brilliant, brilliant breakout. Uh, poke check off his man. He picked up the puck. He showed excellent speed down the sideline. Wicked centering feed to Lemieux. Uh, Lemieux couldn't get it on net. Didn't, in his defense, it didn't look like the easiest pass to catch. But it was in the wheelhouse. Right. Uh, you, you know, you put you put a Zibanejad or a Panarin on the receiving end of that pass. I think it ends up in right. the net. Mike Owen. And and that play was 100% Julian Gauthier. You know, so uh, I'm I'm really impressed with what I'm seeing out of him. You know, which which um, you know kind of leads me to my next point, which is I think I'd like to see Gauthier get get some run on this power play, oh. but. The power play has Come been. Come on, man! The power play has been deadly.
0: Yeah, they've been deadly. Exactly. They, Don't they, fix what's not they, broken. They are I currently agree. fourth in the NHL uh, in terms of goals scored on the power play, and it, it, I mean, who's ahead of them? Boston, Vancouver, and Edmonton.
1: Yeah, they've they've been what first <laughs> first or second in the league since the All Star break. Yeah, that's uh, it's. It, I'm it, fuck.
0: <laughs> I think we should uh, maybe pump the brakes a little bit on Gautier <laughs> on the power play. I'm, just, I'm, I'm high on. I'm yeah, high on. And just, <laughs> I know you are. I know you like the kid. And there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, the the power play has been great. Which which is, you know what? It, it's a it's a breath of fresh air because I can't tell uh, you the last sure. time I got excited. I I can vividly just remember being like in college watching the Rangers and they would get a power play and in my head they would be like. Oh, we're about to play terrible for the next two minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, let's let's frame
1: it this way. Yes, last night against the Caps, they went two for six. It it felt like they whiffed on the power play. I mean, two two for six. That's that's thirty three percent. That's a thirty year power play. That's not. That's that's good. That's gonna actually. be that's gonna be top five, top seven in the league <laughs> yeah. in, in any given year. You know, but. But I was thinking, I was, I kind of came away from that, uh, you know, the end of regulation at least, thinking, like, we could have won that in regulation by banking oh, just, one or, or yes. two more on the power play. You know, so well, so the fact that—
0: defensive mishaps as well. You know, but,
1: the, the, yeah. the fact that we're taking a two-for-six power play for granted, I, I think, says a lot. It you is. You know, and I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what happens moving forward, because every one of these strong contenders, you know, they, they have these elite power plays. It's, uh, it's a huge tool to be used by all the teams that, you know, want to uh, lift the cup at the end of the year. Absolutely. You know, I I've been watching a lot of Adam Fox lately, and, uh, and he's you know he's he's easy to talk about because he he makes it so easy. He's, he does. He's going to be so good. He, Jay. he
0: looks just so comfortable. So comfortable. Well rounded. I I just when I when I'm watching him, I'm not nervous. I don't have that like. Feeling in my stomach, like, like oh god, oh, is is he gonna get beat coming out of the corner? Is he gonna get out muscled? Is, is he gonna play this body position wrong? Is he gonna get beat? No, I just I don't have it, and yeah. I and I I love it.
1: His 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 fundamentals are excellent. He's he's a good physical specimen. You know, he's been playing strong in all three zones. And and here's the thing about Adam Fox for for me. When I watch the young players, one of the things that I'm huge on is their ability to make decisions. It frankly is is one of the major problems I had with Brady Shea is that he never could seem to to make the right decisions. He was fast, he was strong, he was efficient, but... But he'd shoot when he was supposed to pass. He'd pinch when he should have fallen back. Right. Adam Fox's decision making is it's insane. Flawless. And, and he's displaying the the kind of poise that you'd expect out of a seasoned a veteran. veteran. Yeah. You, exactly. You, you look at you look uh, again. Even just last night, talking about the the second Mika Zibanejad goal of his five. That would be one, two, three, four, five goals. Five? Mika Zibanejad scored last night. Wow, five, but five. Um, but Fox came out. On the blue line, Zibanejad drew the penalty, Fox picks up the puck, he makes a pass, pass gets blocked. Now, a y- another young, inexperienced player probably would have fallen apart at that point. Fox picks the puck back up, backs up with, with only about, what, three or four feet to spare from the blue line. Backs up, waits out the defender. shows this wicked patience of a guy who's been in the league ten years... And then puts it right in the wheelhouse for Zibanejad to blast home that one-timer for his, yes. for his second goal of the night. You know, so Adam Fox, man, I mean, he's he's shown a lot. I think, I don't think he's going to win it, but I think he should be in the discussion for the Calder Trophy this year as, as the best rookie in the year. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him at least Steep, in that discussion. But,
0: look, I, I can see him
1: getting some votes. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. again, I don't think he's going to win, but, but nah. in the discussion. Yeah. You know, speaking uh, again of the Rangers younger blue liners here, I've I've been paying pretty special attention to Tony D'Angelo, particularly on the power play. And man, let me tell you, I I think he's going to be an elite power play quarterback. D'Angelo's
0: um, looking good. Uh, he's he, uh, I was lukewarm on him when we got him in the trade. I was uh, I, I was still lukewarm on him last year. I wasn't sold.
1: A rep is uh, a head case uh, yeah, yeah that's I, ne- that's I, never a good thing for a young player
0: I hear you uh, but you know what I'm seeing it this year I'm finally seeing it and I and I like it Dave I like it a lot and yeah. there's a lot of promise there and uh, yeah he's gonna be a restricted free agent coming up <clears throat> and they're they're gonna
1: pay him they have to yeah, they have, it's
0: we're, we're gonna we're gonna touch on that. It's, later. It's lunacy to let
1: him walk. To, to no, meters. he's not walking.
0: Let's let's, <laughs> let's 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 throw that out of the building. But yeah, we got we're gonna have to figure out what the uh, where the line is in the sand in terms of uh, a fair salary. Because I mean, there's gonna be a lot of guys due to be paid in the future. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Keeping on with uh, with the Rangers defense here, <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting because um, when we when we traded Brady Shea. Big question mark. Who's, gonna who, yep, who's going to step up into that role? On D. It, you know, who's who's going to step into that top pair? And we're limited um, on <clears throat>
0: roster moves. Uh, we we can HL. only bring two
1: more people right. up. Um, you know, one of them is probably going to go to off by the end of the year if we're out of the playoff race. Right. So they're they're kind of holding off on that. Yep. Um, but let me tell you, man, the guy who has stepped into that number one role, Brendan Smith, number two role, I, mm, I should say yeah, top pair role. He's he's been playing top pair minutes. Um, He's actually pretty good at this defense stuff. He
0: hasn't looked... He's looked more than serviceable. And yeah. a, another... This is... Listen, I am... I hate to... I, I hate admitting this, but I am a bit of a, a, a pessimist when it comes to the Rangers. Maybe that's just, you know, years of suffering. It's, it's, it's very difficult to do as a Ranger fan. <laughs> right? But, you know, and I, I did not like the contract they gave Smith when they got it, and I didn't like the way things played out this summer with him, but he, he did, he's, he, he's looked serviceable and he made this, there was a play in that Capitals game. It was a two on one and he just played it so perfectly that the pet, he was trying to take away the pass, take away the pass, take away the pass. The pass was going to go across and he made this perfect. He got down the one knee take away everything yeah, yeah. it was just it was so textbook i saw it was and it was just like a like yes that where has this been? Where is this been where, where
1: is this guy? <laughs> right. well, you, you know where it's been, it's it's been playing the wing on playing, fourth yeah, line. the fourth line, yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's that's the other thing about Brendan Smith is it's it's really easy to kind of crap all over him when you look at what he's done and what he's produced. But it is it is really difficult, Jay. I mean I, I know you did this playing junior hockey. It's it's difficult to switch between positions. It's even more difficult if you're asked to do it mid game. You know, Brendan Smith has has stepped up and done everything that we've asked him to do. And um, you know, I'll, I'll say that uh, to kind of wrap this up here. What I saw over the last week is really, despite being one and three in the last four, that the Rangers, man, they've they've been right in every single game, and they these have. games these games have been against top contenders.
0: Yeah, see, Philadelphia, that St. Louis game, Philadelphia, was, St. Louis, yeah, Washington. The, that St. Louis know? game is uh, uh, gurgev made uh, he, he whiffed on one. He, he knew it was a bad goal too. Uh, you hate to see it, but he knew it was bad. I'm willing to cut him some slack. because It was three-two. It, was it wasn't like, wasn't right. he right. wasn't letting them rain, but you know that that one goal was a killer. But yeah, you're right. They're 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 in these games, so it's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff all around.
1: Exciting to see moving forward. Yeah. All right, Jay. Let's jump right on into our next segment here, which is going to be the armchair GM talks. Now, today's topic is is actually a, a subject that I've been interested in discussing Same with here. you for a while. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you know, and, and that is Mika Zabanejad. You know, did Words. did he score five goals last night? Because uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he scored five goals last you said, night. You said five? I, I said five. That's going to be five. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four. Five. Goal That's
0: four. one more than four and yes. one less than six. One, one
1: less. It's, it's it's like a hat trick, and then he went out and he almost scored another hat. Well, trick four on top is a
0: Texas hat trick because Texas hats are bigger. They are bigger. Everything's so bigger that's in Texas. four goals. So if I get don't don't know know it, five is a New York hat trick. It'd be like a Mexican hat trick. <laughs> Sombrero, you know, like those. Are, those hats are pretty
1: big. <laughs> but what what we really want to talk about tonight with you guys is the discussion around that true elite number one center, right? You you look at these teams around the league, the true contenders, they all have, frankly, at least one, one. elite center. You know, guys like Sidney Crosby, guys like Connor McDavid, uh, Steven Stamkos, Ryan O'Reilly, Ryan O'Reilly you yeah. know, your, your uh, Patrice Bergeron's, you know, every contending team... At least one. At, at least one, that's, that's true. That's
0: your key point. That's there, true, yeah. yeah. Crosby's got Malkin, uh, Drysidle, and McDavid. McDavid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so the question
1: is, Mika Zibanejad, we, we know he's been good, we know he's one of the better players in the league, but has his play this year has he really elevated himself to be keeping the company of those other guys that we've talked about here
0: so dave personal opinion of mine i i've been hard on mika uh, i'm it's just i'm hard on all the on every player every new guy that comes to town i want i want them to i, I want them, i want them to prove it i'm not just going to take someone's word for like oh yeah he he looked really good with this other team cool let's see how he plays in new york cuz i've seen that play out uh, you know differently yeah
1: you, you know i'm going to i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to level with you here man when when we first traded for him i i didn't hate that trade as, as much as some it. people yeah. did but but i saw it as more, really, more of an even swap. Yes, it was that, like a lateral move that that, yes. that shaved some cap space for us and um, it, know, a, brought in a, 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 a younger, younger a guy, younger player. But, yeah, which was the direction we've been headed in for years right. now. But I, I didn't see him as this guy that was going to develop into you know an, an elite pivot in this league.
0: Yeah, and I, I kept hearing him touted as an elite center, uh, but for me personally, he he wasn't pa- He just he wasn't totally. Passing the eyeball test. Now, I know the easy thing to say here. Jay, the eyeball test is not an advanced metric. Okay? I love the eyeball test. I, I, <laughs> the eyeball test is real, all right? If you don't believe in the eyeball te- eyeball test, you're crazy because it is absolutely real. You look at a guy and you just know, like he has it.
1: You know, you know what's interesting, though, is, is even if you look back on Sabanajad's numbers, through the years, I mean, even his first two years on Broadway, he was nice. He, he was he was injured in in 17 or excuse me in sixteen seventeen, but thirty seven points in fifty six games, that's okay. The year after, forty seven points in in nearly yeah. a full season, uh, he was a minus twenty three that year as well. You know, it, it really didn't start to come together, and and it, I'd catch a glimpse,
0: you for know? sure, for here sure, here and there I'd catch a glimpse, but when Miko would be out against another team's uh, top line. I didn't have that feeling of this is even. I had this feeling of we're at a slight deficit, uh, albeit slight, but nevertheless,
1: slight uh, yeah. slight deficit. But but then he comes out last year, right? And and in I mean we were let's face it, we were in full full rebuild last year. It was yeah. the second year in a row we went complete fire sale at the deadline. Right. Um, he's, he put up thirty goals. You know, he was—he uh, was the Rangers' leading point scorer, which really wasn't saying much. But he wasn't
0: blowing me out of the water, right?
1: And and it, he was offensively. Was nice. Offensively, he was kind of the only game in town, right. For the Rangers, yeah.
0: <laughs> there was there really wasn't much else working with there, but uh, you know, Dave, uh, those days. Are gone.
1: Is it because he scored five goals last night? I believe
0: night? it might have to do with scoring five goals against uh, an elite team. That kind of helps. But um, yeah, uh, Zibanejad Z- 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 is a bona fide first line center. That would be
1: Zibanejad.
0: Zibanejad? Z- Z- Zibanejad. I hate you. Zibanejad is a bona fide first-line center. Uh, and he's a linchpin for any contending cup team that the Rangers are going to have. He's currently tied for sixth, sixth in points among all centers. He missed a month. Yeah, that's with, and that's with about 13 less games. <laughs> yeah. He's in sixth with 13 less games. If, without that injury, right, he doesn't get hurt. He'd be nipping at Nathan McKinnon's heels for third place right now, assuming, you know, kept pace. He be he be right there. Hey, he's, third? He's. he's th- I didn't think he's th- third. Th- that's. Oh,
1: he's God. he's trending
0: for what? He's trending for like hundred
1: and ten points. Something just, in that neighborhood yeah, this year. I was year? just gonna. If he if, hadn't if he played the full if season, if he hadn't
0: yeah, gotten yeah. hurt, he would have been on pace for a hundred and seven points yeah. this year, which is. <laughs> That's uh, that's a bona fide first line center. When was the last time a Ranger scored
1: hundred points? I, I, I honestly, I'm genuinely asking, I couldn't tell you. Yager? Yager? Maybe. Yager? that's the first
0: name that comes to mind. Maybe Gabrick might have nicked it. I don't know. I think he got to like eighties. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember Gabrick. I, I think it haven't... was Yager. Um, so with fifteen <laughs> games remaining, he's on pace to finish with ninety. That's still super nice. Uh,
1: I mean and he'll top forty goals this season and, and forty goals in any season for any player that's that's gonna be a career nice. year.
0: But and I'm glad you brought that up, buddy, because <laughs> because it's a perfect segue, because right now he's got a ratio of one point one five to one goals to assists. That's so fancy talk. He's got slightly more goals than he has assists sure. on the year. And that seems unsustainable to me. If you look at the majority of the of the the centers, the majority, okay. There's always the outlier. Sure. But the majority of them, the their assists are what are at least uh, you know, 10, 15 ahead of the goals. The goals usually don't outweigh the assists. So th- I'm I'm getting this sense that this streak he's been on is. Uh, we're, we're living in a false, a little bit of a false sense of reality. Um, you, and you think so? You, you know, the really the the first thing that just uh, slightly, nothing crazy, but I don't feel like this is sustainable. That's where I was going with it. Mm, not okay. not this sustainable. Well, he's never done it before,
1: although he has scored thirty two years in a row. So right. That's that's trend. Yes, <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd like to see
0: continue. I, I agree. Um, and maybe that's like. <sighs> Maybe this balloon effect in his goals, maybe that's just an effect of playing, of having Panarin uh, as a guy around him. Uh, that, that typically tends to help. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, I just... I can't shake this gut feeling that he, if he has an off game, right? Like, he just, you know, just doesn't... He just doesn't... He's, he's not all there one game. That we're going to look like a totally different team. Like, without Mika, we're going we're gonna to disappear. And it worries me. It's making me sick. And... Uh, do you have anything to? to yeah, yeah. You know,
1: actually, I have, I have a comparable for you. Okay, yeah. And, and, and that comparable is Austin Matthews. Now, obviously, Matthews much higher touted talent coming out of school, right? Entering the league, he really hit his stride immediately. I think he scored what four goals in his first yeah, NHL game. game. Yeah. But but I, I look at Matthews play and I look at Sabanajad's play this year and last. I I see a lot of similarities. And and I just pulled up Matthews stats here over the years. Austin Matthews has scored more than thirty in, in all of his four seasons, despite missing time last year and the year before. And he has never, to date, had more assists than he's had goals.
0: Like I said, there's an outlier.
1: But I but I think Math- about those two guys and, and they, they play a similar but, game. They're a similar size. Like Matthews, he's not gonna he's not the blazing speedster. No, he's not. He's got a good shot, he's got Good vision, but he just, he kind of puts it all together in a, in a well-rounded way that I, that I see Zibanejad stepping into. I hear
0: you. Here's the thing, though. When you hear Mika Zibanejad, the name, right, what do you think? When, when I, What I mean is when I hear Panarin, I think elite distributor. When I hear Fox, I think well-rounded. When I hear Mika, the first thing I think of is not goal scorer. And that's I don't know how that makes me feel going forward. Is this, is Mika gonna? Is this like? Is this what we need to expect from him? Should expect from him?
1: Yeah, I I mean I'm I'm wondering if your opinion, if if your you know go to thought around Zibanejad shouldn't be changing. I, I mean the guy's got sixty eight goals over the it's last two seasons so far. Absolutely
0: changing. I I don't I don't, yeah. don't want to make any mistake about that. My I, I'm. I am as high as you can be on Mika Zibanejad right now. And I'm not trying to burst the bubble. I'm just trying to taper expectations a little bit because I just don't know how sustainable this this pace he's been on uh, is, you know, long term. I think he leads the league in goals or, or at least among centers
1: since, since he came he's, back from the injury. The injury. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. Um, and, you know, the question becomes, uh, like, if there is a goal drop-off with him, right, where does that... Where do we pick that up from? Kreider is out. Uh, Panarin is the one usually feeding people. So who's the other guy that's going to step up if Mika does, if this, if this goal balloon, right, does just pop slightly and, you know, loses a little bit of its air? Who picks up that slack? That's what's got me worried, Dave.
1: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a great question. And, you know, if, if his goal production slips, I, I mean, I, I think he might be out of this conversation, right, yeah. as, as that true number one, although, you know, I, I really like to compare him, frankly, my best comparable for Mikas Benajad these days is Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, you know, a I see solid it. two-way I, guy yes, that who I, works his tail off effectively in all three zones. He's not, he's not, in a. I mean, honestly, like, I, I think yeah, some I, of these guys, they're I, not elite in in any way. Like, to your point, you think of Panarin, and you know he's one of the best Passers right. there, in the game. There's a superlative you'd, that you'd, immediately comes you'd to you'd mind. You think of McDavid. He beats everyone with his speed, speed night in and yeah. night out. Yes. Ovechkin. Everyone knows where he is. Everyone right. knows where the puck's going. It doesn't matter. You can't stop yeah. him. Guys, guys like Sabanajac, guys like uh, like Bergeron. You know, even Austin Matthews. I'll, I'll lump into that group there. They they don't necessarily wow you on a world class level in in you know relatively speaking at least right. in any one area. But they are really, really good in every Everything. area, and uh,
0: and mean, you need a guy like that I on like your team. That. You know, I like it a
1: lot. I you know, and, and let's say let's say Sabanajad's goal pace at least slows by like thirty percent next year. He's still going to score thirty goals, right? That's, he's that's still nice. going to put up you know probably but forty assists to go along. That's with
0: that. the question. Do, do 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 the assists go up if the goals go go down? That's that's where where my my argument was really yeah, and me. and, and, and kind of to your point you know uh, but but a one C doesn't make a team right you still no. have to build a team around him so so and if Mika is our first line center which we can agree. Yeah. Oh, listen mika's advantage is our is a bona fide first line center he's our first line center so hopefully
1: for the rest of his career. But, right. Uh, that's, but, so that's that's, that's something case, interesting to talk about as well because uh, when his contract is up, that he's you realize he's going to get paid. He's making like five point three right now. Yeah,
0: we've got him on a bargain.
1: He's going to want and deserve every single penny of like yeah. a nine million dollar contract oh, more
0: for <laughs> a center. Yeah. If, if he keeps up play like this year, yeah, yes. he's he's going to
1: be a ten or twelve million dollar
0: guy. Yes. Yeah. And so if Mika's our ones, our our first line center for sure. Then uh, who's our second line guy?
1: That is a wonderful question, Jay, and uh, that is that is actually the next topic that I was hoping to talk to you about here today. And Great. that's that's really you know the rest of the Rangers centers behind Mika and Zibanejad. But really, what what I'm concerned with right now is is Ryan Strome. Not that I have concerns with the way he's been playing. I mean, he's, he's been running a point yeah. per game pace alongside, alongside Artemi Panarin, which you know I think I think a lot of players would be elevated by by playing with uh-huh. Panarin on your wing uh, for a whole season. But but the 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 concern is that if you're going to be a contender, and, and I've taken a look at um, how some of these contenders are built. And frankly, I hope we do a, a segment on it uh, really in depth, maybe in the offseason, But yeah. all of these contenders if they don't have, even if they don't have two elite centers, right, like a Malkin Crosby, like right. a David Dreisaitl, they they at least have good, solid two-way depth down the center. You know, look at a team like Boston, right? They've got Bergeron up top. Then they've got Krejci behind him, right? They've got uh, they got a couple of other guys uh, coming up behind him, you know, and they're, they're playing really strong. And what I'm concerned with is the ability for the Rangers to feel that kind of depth. Through free agency, even through trade. Now, what are what are some of your thoughts on that?
0: So, uh, Strom. To me, listen, I, I I do like Strom. I really do. But we, the Rangers, cannot make the mistake of signing Strom to anything even close to what his production this year would dictate he should be paid, because that would be that's gonna that would cause a huge problem. Um, I I and. His point totals this season are a result of centering Panarin. Like you, you, just you just said that. I don't want to beat a dead horse here. Yeah. he's he's got the same. I I'm call I I, I'm, I might want to copyright this. It's the it's the <laughs> effect, right? When when we were, when we made that trade, the McDonough JT Miller trade to to the Lightning, and we got Nemiznikov back. Everyone was like, this is a really nice trade. Look at look at his points. Look at Nemesnikov points. Man, he's doing, He's putting up a lot. He's Didn't playing he, with Nick Kucherov. And then he got to our team, and we're like, oh, yeah, I guess playing with Stamkos, Stamkos and Kucherov helps a little bit yeah. with your point production. Yeah. And I feel like Strom is exactly the same thing here. And so, to me, he's Vlad Nemesnikov 2.0. I,
1: I think, first of all, I think, uh, despite Nemesnikov's success since he got traded to Colorado just a couple of weeks now back... I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> I think Ryan Strom is is a better player. Um, the the he other is. thing that's the other thing that's worth noting is we locked up Panarin to a very very long term contract, right? So he's yeah. going to be there. So if he's going to be there, you know, I think we're in better shape. By the way, um, the the guy that I was thinking of was Charlie Coyle on uh, yes. on Boston. They have they have Bergeron, they have Krejci, and then they have Charlie Coyle behind him. That's strong two way center depth. Right. But you know, as as I look at at what's going to be projected for Ryan Strom I mean he's he's earning what he's earning 3.1 uh, at least that's his cap hit yes. right now He's. Um, I'm reading that his him and his camp are are probably going to be looking for something like that six million dollar mark. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the that's... Rangers. The Rangers preliminary reports. They're talking about you know coming in closer to four.
0: Four is where I I had in that. But
1: here's so so here's the thing is is you have a guy like this that that's sort of middle six solid center. He's been playing all right. He's he's been taking a little a few too many penalties in the offensive zone for my liking mm-hmm. lately, which. Admittedly, was something that really has plagued the entire Rangers organization throughout this season. They've gotten better of late, but uh, you know, Strom actually he managed to get himself benched a couple of nights ago for taking, uh, I think it was for taking two offensive zone penalties. Yeah, I think it was. Um, you know, so I'd, I'd really like to see that drop off. But but my, my thing is I, I look at him and I think we're probably going to split the difference with him on a bridge deal. If we get him two or three years, two years on a, on a okay $5
0: million contract. I, I could live with that. I don't love it, but I could live with it. As long as so, we're not going crazy on term, because and I'm glad you mentioned that because it's a perfect segue to what happens with the free agent situation.
1: Yeah, let's let's talk about that. Um, I mean, look at look at who who who's going to be available, right? So, well, I, I'd like to start by talking about who was traded at the deadline. Yeah, Jonas, there were only two centers, um, maybe period, but definitely only two centers that were noteworthy that got traded. They were JG Pajot, who was expected to be on the move. Vincent Trocek was uh, was, was a bit of a surprise, but he got moved as well. I, yep. I know you're kind of high on him, but these are these are not guys that are they're, they're, they're producing like half of what like I think Trocek has thirty points on him. Yeah, that's, he's not. That's almost uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's almost half yeah. of what strom has been 59, producing. Sure. F- fifty nine. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was fifty eight, but and we're we're in the same ballpark there. Strom's even if he takes a massive step back from that point per game clip he's still going to be well worth, to me, that $5 million contract, considering who else is out there. I mean, who's, who's coming up for free agency?
0: Okay. So I want I to just take a little detour here, if, you, if you'll let me. All okay. Right? As much as I'd like to sign, to get another strong second-line center, I could live with getting another elite winger. But next season is not our year. Between Stahl and Hank's contracts still on the books, assuming Hank doesn't retire or out, and the second-year jump in Shattenkirk's uh, dead cap.
1: Please don't remind I me know. that we're paying I, what uh, six and a half, 6.1? Yeah, six point one, something like that. It's
0: just over six, which and, and I hate it. I hated every second of it. <laughs> I argued it till I was blue in the face. We're not, we're not a real player in the market with all that. We just aren't. We we can't, and we ha- and then we have to sign. We got, uh, I think, f- we got D'Angelo to negotiate with. We've got Strom that we have to make a decision on. Foss, Lemieux, yep, yep. and uh, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy. Um, but, you know what? I actually think that this is a blessing in disguise. Skiorgiev, by the way. Uh, it is great. Yep, that's yeah. the fifth guy. But I actually think this is a blessing in disguise. And, uh, you just hear me out on this, alright? Panera and Kreider... So next year, right? We we do nothing this off season. Let's just let's call it like that. Okay. We we make nothing of of
1: noteworthy. Sure, little little retooling, right? But nothing, nothing crazy. Just, just some
0: cap adjustments. Nothing crazy. Gotcha. All right. So the the downside. Panarin and Kreider get a year older, maybe a little bit dip. Maybe they keep their the track. I don't know. Look, Panarin and Kreider are both they're both twenty eight years old. I believe like they're, uh, yeah, they're they're yeah they're they're coming up on they've, thirty. They've
1: got at least four years of of their prime, and, and Panarin the way he plays the game, he's probably yeah, Panarin got Seven could years could his prime definitely
0: <laughs> stretch it out. Kreider, I feel like is due for a, uh, a cliff. We'll, we'll talk about but, that yeah. too. Um, but. Even if, let's just say, okay, maybe they lose a stride, all right? Not the end of the world. But at that point, all right, so now think of this. We're two years ahead. Kako's got three years pro time. Kratsov hopefully has some experience. Mm -hmm. Miller and Niels Lundqvist on D. And that all-important cap room to work with finally might lose someone in the expansion draft, all right? That's something that we need to consider. Uh, But we can cross that bridge when we get there. Um, But... Yeah, I, I don't. I think this is a blessing in disguise. They so are really so then, who, who do we replace
1: that with? Because even if you're not going to have, so there's there's a few different ways to build a contender, right? We we already have Panarin, we have Zibanejad. They're you, they're going to be linchpins. Are you asking me how to how to repl- how we fix this? I'm I'm asking who you put at that two C slot if we let. Ryan Dave, Strow I'm going
0: to tell you. Alexander Barkov. I'm so. I'm sorry. Alexander Barkov. I know this is coming out of nowhere. This is not being fielded anywhere. There's no talk of this. I've been having this recurring fantasy where Florida realizes they can't contend as a southern and small market team and they become enamored with building through the draft and thus are willing to trade us Barkov. And I don't think it's that crazy. I really don't. I feel like that is a... it's, It's not a... He's not such an elite talent that people are like how could you possibly trade him no he's an attainable piece i i i know there's no talk of it i feel like there could be and i feel like that's something i if, if, if we call this section an armchair gm yeah for a reason yeah that's where i would be looking right now i'd be poking florida's gm just like hey just kicking tires on that a little bit. Hey, Barkov's uh, production's been down a little bit recently, huh? A little worried
1: about him. I would, I would love to kick the tires on Barkov. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, this is a guy who's who's uh, less than a full season removed from a 35 goal, 96 point campaign. My issue with that scenario is you you called it a fantasy. I completely agree with you. Yeah. You know, I, I actually, it's funny. I actually have it in my notes here. Um, under Dreamland, yeah. I have I have Barkov and, and the other guy I have in Dreamland is Dylan Larkin, you know a, another very young, very talented player on a team that's going to be rebuilding. And and here to me, here's why we're not going to get either of these guys. It's because Larkin, 23 years old, Barkov, 24 years old. What are you really hoping to entice a rebuilding Florida team with? that's going to replace a 24-year-old who's already scored 35 goals, 96 points. He's projecting as an elite, elite center in this league. He's just starting to come into his prime. That's who you hope to draft with a first-round draft pick. I so so, so we throw them a first-round draft pick. We throw them the rights to Ryan Strong. We throw them a second and a third first-round draft pick. Frankly, if I'm Florida, I'm still not sure I bite on that. And, and Dylan Larkin, a year younger, um, the contract... Extends a little longer already. You know we're we're looking at the same thing only worse. And and the other problem that I have, frankly, with Barkov is that he's only under contract now. Now he's on a he's on a good contract now, five point nine cap hit, but he's only under contract until twenty twenty two. You know who else is only under contract until twenty twenty two? Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I was going to say Mika's a ad. <laughs> yeah, but but so so if you, I mean Nugent Hopkins, we'll we'll talk about that. Table that right? for a second. You, you like that but, one? <laughs> but if we if we look at Barkov. And Zabanajad both coming up for contracts in 22, Barkov's going to want 8 or 9. If Zabanajad keeps this play up, he's going to want 10 or 11. That's, I mean, if, if you want a surefire way to make sure that the Rangers' window closes in 2022, I think you trade for Barkov. I also don't think you're going to be able to trade for Barkov. Very
0: armchair GM for a reason. Yeah, and and
1: and, and by the way, just so I, I think this is something that we're aware of and, and kind of ignoring right now. But so our listeners are aware the, the free agent market is it's it's a barren wasteland for yeah. centers this year oh, and it. next year. For that, I mean, this year, this year the the two guys that were really noteworthy to me, Mikhail Granlund, Joe Thornton.
0: Yeah, no thanks. Uh, uh, you know, even.
1: Even even as I look and at that's the guys, why, that's
0: why I said it's a blessing in disguise that we can't really do anything this year. Because like, who cares? We're not really mi- we're not missing out on anything by not being able to do anything, you know right? I mean? But but then you have to look forward. And, yeah, and, I get that. And
1: the following year's free agency is is going to be junk as well. And and I'm looking at at the guys who might be available in the trade market. You know, I'm, I'm looking at at struggling teams. I'm looking at aging players. I'm, I'm looking at the people that are likely to get traded. And that's kind of barren as well. the The names that come to mind: Jeff Carter. He's on a nice cost control yeah, nah. contract. He doesn't have movement protection, but no. he's he's a three C at best today. Yes. John Tays. I would love to have Jonathan Tays on this team. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. but He carries a ten and a half million dollar cap hit, yeah, and no. he would have to waive a no movement clause. Ryan Getzlaff, Same sort of a scenario.
0: These are all aging guys. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, but if not- but if
1: you look at the guys in in the cap range that we're looking at. Kyle Turris. He's almost certainly going to be available, but be. but he's he signed through 24 on a $6 million cap hit, and frankly I think Ryan Strom is just as good as Kyle Turris. And and now I really want to avoid trying to make that lateral move with Strom for, for two reasons. One, I mean the obvious synergy that he has with Artemi Bonner, right. and if, if you keep them together By all means. I I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. Maybe Panarin's going to elevate Strom's play, but Panarin clearly likes playing with Strom. They have good chemistry. Right. If it works, it works. And and Strom now has... Uh, a good amount of experience in this system. Culturally, he's a good fit. Uh, I've been listening to his post-game interviews. He says all the right things. Kid's got a great he, attitude. He's,
0: he's, he's He sounds so good to me. He's New so
1: thrilled to finally be given uh, an opportunity to yeah. be
0: that top six forward. I think he likes sticking it to the Islanders, too, who drafted I, I, him. I would, too. Oh, yeah. By I, all who means. Wouldn't, who wouldn't like that?
1: <laughs> you know, and, and and I see him with, with the chemistry, the, the soft, Kind of intangibles he brings to that locker room, the way he fits in the system, the attitude that he has, and I'd I'd be you know reluctant to shake that up, even for a guy like I don't know JT Miller, right? Who you know a little little God. bit of a heartache there bringing that back up, Please but guys. but but he's on for a for a five and a quarter contract, and even if he were available for trade, he doesn't know the system since JT Miller has been here like half the no, team is turned over. Back. As
0: um, I was so high on Miller, <laughs> I was so high on him, I was. Out of my mind, losing... People were... They were like, dude, is this guy having a a schizophrenic break? It's JT Miller. Calm down. And I was like... I I was seeing something that no one else was. And now you look at the stats for centers. And where is he at? Top 10, I think. Right? He's like bubble... He's up there. He's up there. He's up there. uh,
1: He's scored more than 70 points this year already. (laughs) I would take that as a 2C. And and we could have just... Done nothing and had him still. <laughs> yeah, Miller. Miller has 27 goals and 71 points through 67 games with the Canucks this yeah. year. <laughs> so, yeah. Needless to say, I. In I, I, fairness, I, he really kind of pooped the bed in Tampa last year. He, yeah, he, he did. Um, uh, and this is n- in no way. But big, Tampa's got Stamkos and Braden Point behind him, so Miller was playing he bottom was six. Bottom those. six. He was a bottom yeah. six player there. Yeah, absolutely
0: expendable. You know. Um, something I. I I would really like to see happen. This is not really on course with what we were talking about. It's just something that I think would it would greatly impact what we're talking about. Is a change in the way that the that the restricted free agency works with the compensation for players. You you sign a guy for if you, with restricted free agency. If you sign a guy for a contract over seven million, right? You have to give up four first round picks. What on, on an offer sheet? You mean? Yeah, on our. Who nobody's giving up four first round. Pit. No one's doing it.
1: Also, it's, nobody gets offer sheets successfully.
0: Th- th- yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's so rare for you to
1: even see the offer sheet. Yeah, if, forget it being. Accepted. If we had a prayer at it, I'd say offer sheet Patrick
0: Linea this I was, say, I was gonna say offer sheet Matthew Barzal. <laughs> yeah, there, there yeah, you go. Either but, one of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, but I would love to see a change to that, just to make it a little more palatable. Yeah. To where so, to where to where you're not maybe giving up and an absolutely ludicrous four first round that's a yeah, that's yeah. like a quarter century of <laughs> like really yeah come on that for, that's for a sure. little... that's a bit much
1: now now here's here's something i've been kicking around though when it comes to Ryan Strowman, and so in in my opinion the, the trade market uh, barring a miracle barring dreamland or a fantasy is is kind of bunk the free agent market the next couple of years is is going to be junk as well but what if we look internally you know what if what if Filipedel steps up, you know what? How how far removed is Filipedel from being that that top six dynamic? One of
0: these guys could step up. Best case scenario.
1: Yeah, so so I think I mean, a lot of I think a lot of what the Rangers are going to do this offseason with Strom and that restricted free agency is is really going to hinge on. Where they see Filipeedel's development at at that right. time, because I mean, I've I've watched Hiedel really closely this year. He's, I've seen he's
0: look, been looking
1: good. I've, I've seen a lot of good things. I haven't seen so much of that defensive responsibility that I'd want to see from a top two guy who's yes. who's maybe playing. You know, I'll forgive uh, it because he's that he's strong defensive young. minutes. He's I'm not he's gonna only lose my mind over it, and 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 that's that's kind of the thing, right? Is is he's only twenty years old, so I don't want to make that decision on him today and if we can lock up a guy like Ryan Strom for 5 5 and a quarter million dollars per year for the next two seasons to see what two happens two
0: seasons is the number i mean that's
1: that's what we're talking about we're, yeah.
0: he's a bridge bridge
1: now he is and and a lot of this will come down to those negotiations i think in the yeah. off season because he's a guy who's been bridged already I, I think twice he he has not had a contract with real term attached to it yet yeah, none. he's he's being paid okay for what he's been doing you know but but he's been getting these two three year contracts He's a guy. I mean, he's he's what? He's twenty six years old. He's he's
0: yeah, gonna, yeah. He's getting there. 25, uh, twenty six so yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. gonna
1: want a six seven year contract, and I I'm I'm not sure that's a great idea. But I think if I think if we can bridge him at five, and see what he turns into.
0: If he really, I mean, the way I see it is if he if he really thinks he's worth it. Right. I'm pretty sure he got two years of the uh, the ELC slide. Um, he did. That's correct. And yeah. so that would mean that he would not become an unrestricted free agent until he turned twenty seven. If he thinks he's worth it, then why not sign for two years and then be like, all right, like now I'm now 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 I'm not restricted. Now I'm a UFA. Now I can I can command whatever the hell I want. Yeah, <clears throat>
1: yeah. His uh, his ELC slid for two years. He came off of his ELC, and he's he's had two two year bridge contracts. He's yeah. him and his camp. They're not going to be thrilled, despite the dollar amount. They're not going to be thrilled with uh, with another two year bridge contract. And in fact, I kind of expect and I, and I hope Gorton and Davidson and company expect this as well and prepare for it because I expect uh, Ryan Strom to declare arbitration on day one. I
0: could, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that.
1: Or or at least very soon. Maybe not literally day one, right, but, but but within a couple of weeks yeah. of July first, I expect Ryan Strom to file for arbitration. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that, definitely. Definitely something to keep an eye on. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's how you build a contender. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see what happens. All right, guys, I just want to take a quick minute here to give a pretty major shout-out to a really close friend of Jay's and I. Uh, our buddy Robbie has been helping to make this show possible by assisting with some of the editing and post-production stuff. Rob actually runs a really cool channel for GearHeads. If you guys are into cars at all, really recommend you check it out. He's on YouTube at... Uh, Rob's house, or you can find him on Instagram. He's going to be at M3T1Official. Uh, that's his tag there, so definitely check him out. Uh, I think you guys will like what you see.
0: Hi, guys. Uh, okay. I, I'm. So, we were recording before, and as we mentioned, we were... Uh, Dave and I... Were... We were we were going to the game tonight. We're going we're going we're going to the Ranger Devil game, and uh, we we kind of ran out of time, so we had to we had to take a break before finishing the episode, then uh, to go to the game. And uh, I just got back from that game, um, so it's like, so we're like I don't know four or five hours from when we had previously recorded, and in that time frame, I got to watch the Rangers play the Devils. You know what a great night, um, except it wasn't great because. Uh, Everything that could have gone wrong did. This was an absolute mess. It started nice, and then everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. Uh, other than the Rangers managed to keep an opponent under 45 shots for once. No, actually, we kept them under 30 shots. Devils only had 29 shots. But somehow they managed six goals. Six. Six. Are you kidding me? We get thirty-five shots, they get twenty-nine. They get six goals. We had no puck luck, but we had refereeing referees refing in our favor, and, and our power play has been good, like we mentioned, right? Now, oh for three on the power play, Devils one for one, so they're They were batting a thousand on the power play. Us, nope, big old goose egg. Panarin off all night. Uh, the clear. This was I've not. If you can look, if you could look up the definition of trap game in the dictionary, it should just be the the box score for this game. Because I've never felt so trapped in my life. Uh, I think they rushed Esterkin back. He he, the first goal he let in was abysmal. I I, I really like the kid, but that was rough.
1: He he should have had that one for sure. You know, I. I uh, I, I wish Jay, I wish I could disagree with with the things you're saying here. And frankly, I, I mean, I'm I'm just starting to gather my thoughts now. It's um, you know, it's it's coming up on midnight. Dave, um, Dave,
0: <laughs> I didn't get a T-shirt from the T-shirt canon.
1: No, we were kind I of. I got under the, the
0: jumbo trivia, jumbo trivia wrong. And I didn't get one of those weird parachute Dunkin' Donut cards either. This- just, just, just so you guys know, um, what what Jay
1: is doing right here is is kind of what's been on my mind as well. Um, I, I've just had this like screaming cacophony of profanity running through my thoughts. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, man, yeah, they, they kind of pooped the bed on this one. Pooped the bed. They're,
0: yeah, that's They're, that's they're still... Nicely. They're,
1: they're a really young team. I mean, they're, they're going to stumble. It's, there's going to be issues. This, this we, is
0: this what this we've, Are you trying to talk me off the ledge I'm, I'm, right I'm now? trying to talk you off the ledge. I'm bit. losing We're, my mind. right I, I can hear my, that, yeah. The <laughs> highlight of my night was the guy in front of me telling me, dude, your commentary on this game has kept... Us entertained the entire time, and I was like, "Hey, man, thanks. I'm really glad that my suffering and anguish could brighten your
1: night." Uh, it was it was kind of funny that that they thought that actually because we were we were definitely not the most positive people <laughs> you know, in that no in that rink that tonight. No, you're really good dude, um, actually. But but look, man, we we knew this wasn't going to be our year. You know, there's there's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be setbacks. The Rangers have. Uh, long, long, long been a team that that tends to play down to worse opponents, and and this yeah, what? I mean, this, this predates
0: oh, this God. predates most it of their does. players.
1: It, it predates
0: David Quinn. I mean, we play it's, up to our better opponents, we do. and then we play down to our worst. Right? We do. We we played
1: we played some of the better hockey we've played this season. The last you know week we were talking about that earlier today, and they and they go out. You know, no, nobody looked sharp. They didn't come ready to play. New Jersey did, and and that was a difference. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna discount the the puck luck. We didn't get any of it. Uh, I mean, the, the Devils had two that I can recall, two of these kind of chip shot deflections that, mm. frankly, could have gone anywhere and found the back of the net. Yeah, the, they did. the Rangers had a couple of their own that, you know, wouldn't go for them, but... Um, Just, I,
0: I, I'm i not discounting. That's well, not why of, we lost that game. All though. of that
1: brilliance that we were talking about, you know, the first hour or so of this podcast, I really yeah. I didn't see... Any, Any of it, it. tonight? Yeah, you nailed you know? it.
0: You nailed that. Uh,
1: yeah, what, what do you think about the decision to put uh, to Shesterkin in net instead of Hank?
0: They absolutely rushed getting him in. I I, I felt like, uh, oh, emotional comeback. You know, like he comes back a little <laughs> yeah. bit early. Cool. Like, man, I felt so good. I think we even fist-pumped before when we saw him coming out first. We, we were did. excited.
1: We did. And then after the first
0: goal? We were like, he- what was that? <laughs> Dude, like... Uh, it was it was like a goal that he should have had it oh, look he, I, he, I can't he, even put it in the words he, dave he, he, i can't he do had it it.
1: They, it was it was a sharp angle shot there was no traffic sharp control. angle it was not it a, was a it was, negative <laughs> angle like
0: he was like behind the net look, looking at the shooter it's it's gonna happen like they man. like made eye contact had a conversation <laughs> there was no defender there's no screen there's no sticks He's like up against the board. He couldn't be he couldn't have been further away and shoots it like what six inches off the ice and just
1: right in the back of the- You're like look, he What? He he, he should've had it, man, and, and if it was if it was any other rookie goaltender, we'd have chalked it up to being a rookie. So And uh,
0: I'm not letting this go. Hank uh, Hank, career against the Devils. Twenty wins, seven losses, five overtime losses, one point eight seven. Goals allowed average we've got a rookie goaltender coming off an injury where yes he can play, but should he play two different questions and then in as your backup, you have that, and you go with the first
1: oh yeah i I would have personally i i think put hank in tonight um yeah, you know, frankly, or started Georgiev again, maybe then then Russia staring back. But I mean, we're we're not obviously not privy to those conversations uh, like we we're talking about earlier. You know, hockey teams, hockey players, really uh, tight-lipped about that sort of stuff. So I, you no, know, I don't look, want look, tight-lipped look it, it, right now. It, I it want happened. answers. The the Rangers playoff chances took uh, took a big hit tonight, especially after the uh, Carolina game went to overtime. So oh yeah, the, I mean, yeah, the, the best I, case scenario <laughs> for us, right? <laughs> the Islanders and the Canes got points tonight. That obviously is uh you know far far less than ideal but guys. Um, guys this this was not gonna be our year we knew that it's a it's a lesson for them look it's 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 a lesson for them they're coming off of of a week's worth of game for the last four games. Been against really really strong teams, not to mention that the last two games were against the two previous Stanley Cup winners, right? Uh, who who really haven't lost their form. Neither of those teams, St. Louis or, or I Washington. I didn't
0: realize that you're right. They, yeah. they haven't
1: lost their form, and, and the Rangers played really well, and they won a, a hard hard battle against Washington a couple nights ago. So so look, I, I think this is a this is a really good opportunity for you know David Quinn to get up in front of that room and, and use this as a teaching point, you know, because this is this is what happens with the with young teams. Point. Absolutely.
0: This is the second game I've been to this year where they let up six goals. How? That is a statistical impossibility. I'm never, I'm never going to another game with you, Jack. <laughs> how? How is it possible that one person could show up to two different home games and both games the home team lets in six goals? Six, six is like, six in the NHL is rare. Like it I'm, is. I maybe rare a little. It is. It's not common. Let's it say is. that. And I managed to hit the jackpot twice. Oh lucky me. Lucky mm-hmm. me this is, and this is what I spent my birthday money on too. Man. Happy birthday, Jay. God. Happy man. birthday Jay. What? Uh I I was ready to find Dolan after the game and just start throwing elbows and fists and, and demand that he ban me from MSG. Like the Knicks fans do sometimes. (laughs) I I was, I was, I. You, you you deserve it. People deserve it, man. People around us were giving us looks. Like, is this guy okay? And I, and that's when I was like, all right, I got, I got piped down a little bit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Down. All right. Well,
1: (laughs) that was that was tough, man. But let's uh, let's go ahead and look forward to what we have on tap coming up here. Big, still big, big games coming up here. The Rangers, are, they're going to play six of their final ten against Metro opponents, including uh, one against the Jackets, one against the Flyers, and actually another game against the Panthers. So seven, really, of the last ten games uh, of the season here coming with direct playoff implications. So, Did you
0: hear, did you hear what I said about the t-shirt, Cannon?
1: before? I'll, I'll buy you a t-shirt, buddy.
0: I, I really... I, I, I got I, you. Dude, <laughs> it's like a minigun... And the, the the air, and they shoot the T-shirt. I just wanted the T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. So so for those of you that weren't there tonight, they, they just, brought these they brought these No, no that's items. every game. That's every home game. And I just wanted one. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. I would have been fine with the six the uh, the six goals allowed again. But give me the T-shirt.
1: Jay, I, I will personally launch a T-shirt right between your eyes, right.
0: <laughs> You know, what? if that puts me out of my misery, then please do right now.
1: Very good, very good. But um. Big games coming up, and uh, I, w- I want to let you guys in on what it is that you guys should really be rooting for here, I think, if you want the Rangers to make the playoffs coming up. Um, the rest of the Metro, it's not just the Rangers playing a lot of Metro opponents, it's the entire Metro playing Metro opponents, and um, I, we'll break down the games for you maybe when we have a little bit more time, but for now, it, I, it pains me, Jay, it pains me to say this as a Ranger fan, but we, um, we've really got to root for the Penguins. Um, you know they're, they've they've locked up all, all but locked up <laughs> hey, that playoff Hey Jay, spot.
0: waste your birthday money, and now you got to root for the Penguins. Yeah. Yay. Well, it gets it, it, it gets worse. I'm because loving this. This is just, this is just a great day. Yeah, it Get, hit me. It hit me, It gets hit
1: me. it gets worse because uh, because the Devils, who you know just spanked us D- tonight, yeah. The Devils play the Islanders twice, and we need the Devils to win both of those. games. Oh, good,
0: good. At least I can cheer for the team that just ruined my night again. <laughs> And this was my first I've been to I've been to tons of games over the years all right I'm 30 all right 30 all right guys so old.
1: so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna take Jay out to a bar or something here where we're gonna get him liquored up um, you know get put him out of his misery a little bit but thank you very much for tuning in to another episode here we'll be back with you guys uh, every week moving forward looking forward to connecting with you guys we won the faceoff battle tonight that's rare 57 I'll take per- it
0: 57 percent
1: I'll take it Silver linings, Jay. Sorry. And with that, All right, that's, I'm sorry. All right. I wish you guys a good night.